Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon is where we at. Four to six weekdays, taking you home. Glad you're there. 
iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, take the show with you anywhere on the World Wide Web at Dash FM 106.1 and, of course, ericasher.com. Our podcast, available about 20 minutes after the program concludes, is on the Anchor app, but on all the major podcasting platforms. So get out there and enjoy the podcast at your leisure. And, of course, um, if you missed us at 1 o'clock this afternoon, uh, you can check us out tonight. Uh, that is uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports with myself and Jude Young of CrescentSports.com, 106.1 FM, and, of course, the voice of UNO Athletics. Uh, tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Tomorrow night, that's every Friday night at 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, and, of course, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. I'll have it up on our social media platforms tonight uh, at, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter and Eric Asher on Facebook, so look for that. we got a great show for you today. We're jam-packed on this Thursday. Of course, the show is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, uh, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookeries, and Mambo's. And, of course, speaking of Old New Orleans Cookery, man, I tell you what, 205 Bourbon Street. They're open late, seven days a week for you, serving lunch and dinner. Uh, if you love people watching, as I do, man, get right by those, those picture windows overlooking Bourbon Street and see again uh, the craziness on Bourbon Street. Also, you can uh, dine in an authentic French Quarter Courtyard, as I've mentioned, with all the Oceana restaurants. I mean, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. You will love it. Uh, also, two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Uh, Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night or anytime, even family-friendly as well. Uh, check, check them out. Again, uh, if, if you're looking for a place to have your next event, Old New Orleans Cookery is the place to do it. Everything you need to know about Old New Orleans Cookery can be found at nolacookery.com, including their delivery partners. Man, it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Old New Orleans Cookery. On the program today, we're going to be joined by just a couple seconds uh, by Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network. He'll be first up. We'll talk some LSU with him. Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights, joins us at 435 this afternoon talking Pels. Mike Tripp is fresh off uh, Saints practice this morning. Uh, will join us from ESPN at 510. And Jeff Duncan, uh, back with the New Orleans Times, Picayune, NOLA.com, uh, and The Advocate, and also still with Fox 8, which is good to hear. He's going to join us at 535 this afternoon. We'll talk Pelicans, Saints, LSU, and Tulane with him. So let's kick it off without further ado. Well, let's bring on our good friend Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network. Let's talk a little Tigers with him as we open up the program. Glenn, how are you, my friend? Good. Good, Eric. How are you? Doing great, Glenn. Thanks for the time, as always. I know you've been on vacation, getting ready to get into the grind again, but I wanted to have you on today because to talk about, again, this the misfortune of what happened with uh, with uh, Miles Brennan. Uh, again, it's been reported that uh, he was uh, getting ready to go on a fishing trip. Uh, he was loading his gear, and then uh, he slipped on the dock, caught a loose board on the dock, uh, tried to be able to break his fall, and ended up breaking his uh, his left arm. Uh, that's really good news that it's the left arm, uh, but but nevertheless, he's going to miss at, at least 10 to 12 weeks, depending on, again, who you talk to. Uh, that means that Max Johnson is now the starter. Your, your, your thoughts on this whole situation, and then just your thoughts on Max as well. Just snake-bitten since he got to LSU. Uh, Miles Brown is snake-bitten for, for sure. Uh, you know, you, you have to pull for the kid and feel, feel bad for him because, uh, you know, at one point he, he thought he was going to be the starting quarterback or have a really good chance to be the starting quarterback, and then they signed Joe Burrow from Ohio State. So he had to wait that out for two years. Then he then he wins the starting job and uh, and gets hurt, kind of a freak injury last year with his abdomen. 
and then he comes back from that and he finally puts on weight and muscle that they've been saying he needed to do for years. He does that, and then, you know, he's about to enter a close race for quarterback this year, and uh, he has a freak injury at Grand Isle on a, um, on a fishing boat, you know. So that's really bad luck. The um, the only good thing is, uh, you know, he, he has a chance to come back, but if, if he doesn't or if he comes back and Max is taking away, is, is you know, doing great, then right. he can play next year. You know, he can have a sixth year due to COVID. You know, he's already redshirted. He redshirted in 18. So if this year looks like it's going to be a wash after he comes back, he could actually come back next year and then at least have a have a full, healthy year, which he hasn't had since, uh, you know, he was he was uh, Burrow's backup. So just just bad, bad uh, luck incident for him. Now, now, we remember a quarterback way back when that, that broke his left arm but continued to play. And that was Archie Manning for the Ole Miss Rebels. I can remember it clear as yesterday as sitting there watching on national TV, LSU and Ole Miss playing with Archie running around with a cast on his arm. Uh, and then the Tigers just giving it to him. But uh, uh, it could be possible down the line here, depending on, on you know, he's got, metals, uh, he's got metal plates and screws there. Uh, it, you know, that they could, if, if something happened to Max Johnson, if, if Nussmeyer was ineffective and he was close to coming back, maybe they could bring him back. I'd be interested to see if, he, uh, if that would be possible with, again, being just the left arm that has the issue and not his throwing arm. Right, right, exactly. Um, you see, only that, that uh, humorous bone is from the elbow to the uh, shoulder. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a long bone. And, and even though that's not his throwing arm, it's the shoulder. And, and, you know, that's, you know he's going to be taking hits. Running somewhat, you know. So even though it's not a stolen arm, he needs it to be healthy for for SEC contact. And yes, you know his father said that originally he was out for three months before they had the surgery, uh, which would have been almost the whole season. And then okay. and since the surgery, they think you know they were able to do more than they thought they could, and, and you know, he could come back quicker. You know, maybe the uh, Mississippi State game, the Auburn game. Okay. But, uh, you know, and, and uh, but you know, it, it, would, it would be a six year if next year, you know, so he may want to see if he can get healthy this year, even if it's not playing a lot, you know. Because even if he comes back at mid season or thereabouts, there's a chance Max could be, you know, already really taken over the position and, and he, he, he wouldn't play, you know. And, and, uh, and Garrett Nussmeyer. The, the fortunate thing for LSU is he did go through spring, you know, and he knows as much about the new offense as the two returning quarterbacks because it's a new pass game coordinator and a new offensive coordinator. So, mm-hmm. uh, and Garrett Nussmeyer is a higher ranked recruit coming out of high school than either uh, Max Johnson or uh, Miles Bennett. So, um, you know, he he could be a capable backup to, to Max, you know. Uh, and uh, you know, then then you know you could maybe Miles could start off fresh next year, but he might want to if he gets healthy, he might want to just try the program. I mean, because it's been around a while. Yes. But uh, I think it'd be better for him to have a full year of health at, at some point. 
Yeah, I'm with you. And, and as far as, again, Max Johnson, the one thing that I wonder about going forward is, again, be big in the RPO game. Do, do, you, do, do you cut that playbook down a little bit now without having, uh, without having Miles Brennan to back him up? Or do you just go full bore and say, look, we're going to take it like it is? Max Johnson had to come in as a freshman and, and play, and he did a, he did a good job. Uh, it might be Nussmeier having to come in as a freshman and, and test, again, his ability to be able to play against SEC opponents. You know, I think I don't think they should totally shell the run pass option just because uh, Max doesn't have as experienced a, a backup, you know, like if he won the job. So, you know, but maybe don't use the run pass options unless you uh, need to. You know, like don't don't use them in a blowout or or when the game's at hand. You know, just be more selective with them. But that's a big part of Max's game. I mean, to me, I that's agree. why Max. Max is, I mean, I felt like Mouse was going to win the job, even with Miles being healthy, because of his running ability, because of the run pass option talent he showed in the Florida game, you know, and in other games. And I just think he has, um, you know, he, he's kind of displayed some, some more moxie, too. And, um, you know, if you take away his run options, uh, that, that might take away too big of his speed. You know, you, got, you just got to go with it. I mean, Yep. You, know, you can't you can't go halfway, you know, so I agree. You gotta do that now. Don't don't let it be reckless, you know, but I think they were careful with that anyway, uh, mm-hmm. uh last year. You know, interesting you talk about a six years for Miles Brennan Brennan because uh, you have Max Johnson, who's a sophomore, true sophomore, uh, Nussmeyer, who's a true freshman, and then you got Walker Howard coming in next year as a true freshman. Uh, you know, that's that's quite a logjam of young uh, quarterbacks if Miles Brennan yeah. want to come back in battle. I would think he'd want to go go to the pro game and, and, and test himself there, even if, again, he ultimately went as an undrafted free agent. I, I think you're right because – because if he does get healthy, he's going to be thinking, "Well, hell, I'm finally healthy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend my healthy year in college again." You know, because what might happen? You know, that's that's how some offensive linemen have been at LSU. They've had some injuries, and then they get healthy, and it's like, you know what? I need to go make some money now before I get hurt again. So, so yeah, I could understand Miles doing that. So he, uh, it might be this year or it uh, for him, and that that would make the most sense. You'd have a, a junior, probably a sophomore, and then an incoming freshman, Walker Howard, next year, and he, he would be odd man out. And, and you know, the thing is, and I wrote this today, if if two quarterbacks are even, you've got to play the younger guy, you know. So if, if Max and Miles, a healthy Miles, had ended August or gotten close to the opener about even, now you got to go with the younger guy because then he's your starter for three years potentially. So that's kind of what he's up against if he comes back healthy. Yep, I would agree. Hang in there with me, Glenn. Got to take a quick break. We come back. I want to take a look at, at the this upcoming season. 19 practices for the Tigers starting tomorrow. Uh, we'll get into that. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. This, this half hour brought to you by Old New Orleans Cookery. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Your AC breaks down? Call Burkhardt. It's going to be easy for you, folks. They offer to answer the phone 24-7, 365. 15 trucks in the field set up strategically all over the metropolitan area to get to you quickly when your AC goes down. Nate certified 
certified technicians. Again, we're no, again doing continuing education, so they got the, uh, the all the all the knowledge that's necessary to deal with today's uh, air conditioning systems. And, and yes. Uh, a, a company that you can trust, a company that, again, is only doing the work that's necessary, not going to gouge you, not going to cheat you, not going to make up parts that need to be replaced. That's not how they do business. Uh, if you're in a jam and, and you need help, don't sweat it. Call Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. This report is sponsored by Walgreens. Let's start with everyone out there looking to catch up on some much-needed summer fun. Narrow it to all those summer fun seekers who got caught without sunscreen. For you, Walgreens has the essentials to keep your summer going with delivery in as little as one hour. Restrictions supply. See walgreens.com for details. Delays remain heavy if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection eastbound from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Delays are steady along the West Bank Expressway on the westbound side from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Also be mindful of delays that are steady on 10 westbound from Elysian Fields to Canal. Also delays pick back up on 10 westbound from City Park to before Bonneville. Also be mindful of backups on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge and on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And also delays are solid on 10 eastbound for more leans to Claiborne, picking back up from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Grace Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Grace Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. Serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays, that's Grace Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. 504-373-5733.
Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Joining us on the program now is, uh, is, is again, Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network. Glenn, we talked a little bit about the quarterback situation. Um, as we get ready to go into this fall camp, uh, what's, your, what's your gut feeling on, on how good the Tigers are this year? You know, um, I got there's too many questions around the team to to just think they're going to be a great team. I mean, they may be, but um, there's just too many questions in the uh, new defensive, new uh, defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, new pass game coordinator, new coach. Um, you know, now they they just lost a quarterback who could have been the starter or, or the main backup. Uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, they got rid of defensive coordinator Bo Pelini, but there's still a lot of players coming back. I mean, most of the defense from a terrible defense is, is, is coming back. You know, I mean, the main reason they were bad at was, was Pelini, but still, those guys have to be taught uh, a new system. So there's just uh, there's too many questions, I think. Um, and, you know, I'm an AP voter, and I don't think I'm going to have them in the top 25. Because, I mean, right now they're 5-5. Five and five. You know, you can't just automatically assume they're going to be better. I think they will be better, but whether they, how far they get past eight wins is, is going to be uh, the question, And you know, because there's so many question marks around the team. Without seeing them in practice, without, again, uh, seeing them against UCLA yet, what do you think is going to be the most improved side of the football? Well, the defense will be. I think will be the most improved because they can't get any worse. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously. No, no, you're right. They were horrible last year. They were. But, yeah, uh, you, I think people have some hope because so many players came back, um, you know, for, for another year. Yeah. Uh, you've got a lot of yeah. young players that, again, that were highly recruited. They're going to get an opportunity now. Uh, you had some transfers that came in, especially, again, when you talk about the linebacker position, uh, that, again, you feel like that's short up. And you always felt like you were really good at cornerback. You really just have maybe some questions at the safety position. Uh, I would, If it was me, I'd say the defensive side of the ball, I think, will take the, the biggest strides. Yeah, Mike Jones, the linebacker transfer from – from Clemson, um, Navon Teke Strong is a, is a transfer linebacker. Yep. Uh, you got Baskerville back, you got Logan back, you got Farrell back, Allie Gay, Andre Anthony, uh, Derek Stingley's a first round pick. You got Jay Ward, Todd Harris, Eli Ricks. So Eli Ricks struggled uh, a lot of last season. Uh, you know, it depends how you look at it. You know, if you uh, if you bring in back twenty one starters. From a great team, that's good. But if you bring sure. back 21 starters from a that might not be all good. But, but I know what you're saying. I mean, but some of those guys underachieved last year. I mean, it could have been a byproduct of coaching. It could have been a byproduct of, again, tuning out the coaches. I mean, it could have been a lot of things. Right. But some of those guys have shown flashes of talent at LSU during their time there. No question. No question. Like, especially Eli Ricks. And, you know, they just have to get the, the – uh, the bad stuff coached out of them, for one thing. And, uh, you know, but Durante Jones is a very inexperienced defensive coordinator. But Blake Baker, the linebacker coach, he was a defensive coordinator at, right. at a high level at Miami, so maybe he will be heavily involved. I think Coach O was going to be more involved than he was mm-hmm. last year, for sure. Uh, 
so there's there's room for improvement there. Um, and I think um, you know they bring back all their offensive line, uh, basically. Um, but you know, not a lot of higher round picks on that that offensive line. I mean, it's a, sure. I think it's a good offensive line. They have some cut balance, though. You know, Emory and and uh, Price did not really look like great backs. I mean, you know, right. Romani Goodwin is an incoming freshman. I think he might be. You know that that back. That yeah, and, and they say Corey Connor's a heck of a yeah. back as well, coming out of Ohio. Yes, yes, and um, uh, you know, so and they might be more of a running team if they do go a little more conservative mm-hmm. without running. You know, so, right. Plus, you have a more uh, mobile quarterback, right? With Johnson, who again, when we saw, we saw with Joe Burrow, is able to cover up some, some inequities along the offensive line. If you have a smart quarterback that has the ability to be able to move around a little bit and get the ball out. Yeah, and I think I think they are strong at, at receiver with Kayshawn Booty really coming so on. So do I. Like last year, for Terrence Marshall quick and and uh, you know Trey Jenkins showing some flashes, Corey Moore. Trey Palmer has mm-hmm. been kind of untapped, and they have some uh, true freshmen coming in as well. So, yep, there's some. Uh, I, I mean, I feel better about the offense than than the defense. I mean, the defense it has to be proven to me after last year. Sure. Um, Glenn, uh, what do you got coming up for us? What are you going to be? Again, this camp starts tomorrow. What are you going to be concentrating on? Well. Um, you know, the quarterback situation, the two stories on that today, uh, just how um, actually LSU could be better off by losing one of its top two quarterbacks because they're going to focus on one, obviously, Max Johnson. And, and if you remember, Nick Saban actually said that one time when he could decide between Russell and Marcus Randall. Mm-hmm. He said, what we need is an injury. <laughs> <laughs> he was half kidding, but it's his point was, you know, if you, if you spend too much time, fifty percent snaps with the first team, then then you end up with two average quarterbacks and and not one developing as much as you can. So so in a way, you know, this this injury could could help the team um, with with Max Johnson getting getting a lot of work here, especially if there is no more injuries and if Miles comes back. But um, so so taking a long look. Look at that, and then there's a story up right now exactly how Miles uh, broke his arm from uh, from the uh, WWL interview with with his father. But uh, and then and then the, the rest of the week is just going to depend on some of the uh, player interviews and uh, how how much we're getting and so forth. And always one is going to speak for the first time after practice tomorrow night. So, but I, but I'm going to be obviously focusing on the the quarterback situation and. And uh, I think the, the defense, too, just to see uh, how they're going to improve that. Well, we'll be talking about it each and every week. I appreciate your time today. Uh, enjoy the last bit of your vacation before we get into the grind, and uh, we'll talk next week. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you. Glenn Gilbo, USA Today Network, at LSU Beat Tweet on Twitter. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miet Insurance. Hey, you want to save, call Dave. It's pretty. It's that simple. Dave Miet at Dave Miet Insurance can search over 50 companies to get you the best coverage for the best price. That's bottom line right there. And then if you're a contractor, professional, business owner, uh, maybe you look for general liability, professional liability, builders, rec, work, workman's comp, a commercial property, or automobile coverage for your commercial business customers, man, I'll tell you, that's where, again, he excels. Uh, first of all, being available. Uh, you know, 
know, when, when you need that insurance certificate to get a job done, you've got to find your insurance company, uh, your insurance executive. Uh, you don't need the runaround. You need somebody that's going to pick the phone up. Dave will do that. 504-556-0809. Not going to let you lose a job or, or slow a job down because you're worrying about insurance. And you're going to make sure, again, you've got the most coverage that you can get for the best price. Also, again, everything you need to know for about your home, whether, again, it's your home or your business, whether it's flood insurance, homeowner's insurance, automobile insurance, Dave's got you. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-E-T-I-N-S. Agency.com is a one-stop shop for you for all your insurance needs. Uh, you can set up an appointment with Dave at his office on Veterans Next to Shogun. Better yet, give him a call at 504-556-0809. When it comes to insurance, it's pretty simple. You want to save? Call Dave. Dave Miet Insurance. We'll be right back. Craving Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest? Mambo's is open at 411 Bourbon Street. We are offering our full menu. Dine in one of our dining rooms in our courtyard on Bourbon Street's only rooftop balcony. Check out our menu at mambosnola.com. Mambo's is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by delivery from our delivery partners, Chow Now, Grubhub, or Uber Eats. We also deliver in the quarter. Order now at mambosnola.com or give us a call at 504-407-3717. That's Mambo's, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill. 
Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant by, in Metairie by TripAdvisor. It's a place where you can go and have a fantastic meal. Again, it doesn't matter, friends, family, maybe again, it's date night. Maybe you're looking to go hang out and watch the game. Uh, again, uh, uh, fantastic place to be able to set up on a, on, on a St. Sunday or a LSU or Tulane Saturday. Or again, the Pelicans are playing. They got you covered. First of all, a mouth-watering menu. There's something for everyone on that menu, and I promise you that. Incredible beer selection, and like all the Oceana family of restaurants, an amazing cocktails. The mixologists are second to none. And then TVs everywhere, over 30-plus TV screens for you. I can guarantee you'll never miss a play. Why? Because even if you're going to the bathroom, screens all the way to the bathroom, when you get into the bathroom, there's, 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 a, a, a t- there's TVs in the restroom. You can't beat that. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. If, if you love memorabilia, sports memorabilia like I do, it's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. They are open late for lunch and dinner seven days a week for you. You have your next event at Bobby Bear's as well. Uh, to find out more or to find out again if you're in the delivery zone or who their delivery partners are, it's BobbyBears.com. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. This half hour brought to you by uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. I want to thank uh, Glenn Gilbo for joining us on the program. We turn our attention now to the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, waiting by the clock, waiting by Twitter, waiting by, uh, again, uh, to be able to find out what's going on uh, as, the, as the Pelicans are looking to maybe possibly expand that Memphis trade, which becomes due tomorrow, uh, to break it down for us. One of the best we have around. Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights, joins us. Ali, how are you? How you doing, Eric? I'm doing well. Doing fantastic. I'm, 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 I've been waiting, man. You know, uh, for, for those <laughs> that don't have. understand what's going on right now, uh, we've been hearing that the Memphis trade is going to be expanded to allow the Pelicans to do another sign and trade somewhere else, or again, at least maybe get a trade within that within that um, uh, that trade, expanding that trade. Explain what what is anticipated here and what you think may happen. Right. So the Pelicans are still obviously very eager to add more talent to this roster. You know, they've only added Devontae Graham and, of course, a couple of reserves in Thomas Sadaransky and. Um, Garrett Temple from Chicago. So they're obviously hoping for a much bigger splash. They struck out uh, right when free agency uh, opened up. You know, they had offers for Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, and several others, um, including Tim Hardaway Jr., a a shooter from who's staying with the Mavericks. So they're going on the plans. I I would assume like F, G, and H or something along those lines to where now they're going to look to look at whoever's remaining in free agency. I know that they've been linked to um, having a lot of interest in Reggie Jackson. So maybe they could grab him in a sign-in trade from the Clippers and send something back to the Clippers. I know they're interested in having uh, or keeping him, but chances are they don't have the money to give him what he's seeking because they don't have the money to spend. So chances are they're probably going to have to lose him, but instead of losing him for nothing, I could see them wanting to facilitate a sign-in trade. So maybe Josh Hart could go there. I'm not quite sure yet. Maybe one of the guards that came from Chicago. But if not, you know, you're going to want to find at least somebody um, that's going to help this roster next year and preferably a starter you know you look around the league eric at first there was some chatter with the jazz right uh joe ingles possibly could have been up for for trade mm-hmm. but now i'm hearing that's not going to happen but hey there's still others like buddy healed i think sacramento's really got to resolve their situation and they've been wanting to trade buddy healed and harrison barnes for a while so there's going to be somebody that's going to probably be absorbed like i said or like you were saying into that memphis deal where the pelicans can stay over the cap Bring this person on that's going to make, what, anywhere 15 to 20, 20 maybe a, even over $20 million a year, and still have their uh, mid-level exception use, which is going to be almost $10 million a season. That's probably their best route to uh, improve this roster. Do they have a trade exception? 
They do have several. They've got the one from last year with, uh, what was it, Dallas when they traded Nicola Melli over mm-hmm. there. And then they created one, or it looks like they'll create one with this trade with Memphis. Um, unless, of course, they used a lot of that salary that Eric Bledsoe and Stephen Adams went out, of course, into another player. So we're not yes. quite sure on what else they'll have on that end yet. Okay, let, let's talk about what transpired uh, uh, since last week. So let's talk about free agency first. Lonzo Ball, four years, $85 million. I thought it was a little bit of an overpay by the, um, by the Bulls. Uh, the Pelicans didn't, didn't go for it. They do a sign-and-trade. They bring back Garrett Temple. They extend him three years, $5 million. The first two years of those guaranteed. Tomas Saranowski is, is part of that deal. He's rumored to be part of any expansion of the Memphis deal. Uh, and, of course, uh, I believe a second-round pick also as well. Grade that as far as, again, it's a sign-and-trade. It, it's, it's not a trade. It's a sign-and-trade. So grade that as far as, you know, the, the, the bang they got for their buck from that particular deal. Well, you've got to give it a C because, obviously, the best player in the deal is Lonzo Ball. But, yes. granted, you are making this move because you're moving on from him because you've got, you know, somebody else that you want to bring in. So I don't think it's, it can just be Devontae Graham. That's why I'm still kind of, you know, holding off on any grades overall. And I think we should until free agency is done. Because, let's face it, Lonzo Ball is, is asking for a hefty salary. If you can get that same amount of production, which the Pelicans think they can, in Devontae Graham, then this move makes sense when you're going to be upgrading the roster somewhere else to where you want to allocate that cap space somewhere else. But on, on the face, though, like I said, Lonzo Ball's 24. He's an improving player. And Thomas Sadaransky and Garrett Temple are reserved. So just the deal itself isn't going to make you sing. Um, you can't give it more than a C until you see the rest of these moves play out in the Pelicans' favor. Devontae Graham comes over in a sign-and-trade from, from Charlotte. Uh, four years, $47 million. They had to give up a, 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 their own protected first-round pick. What I talked about early in the week was, okay, take a look at the deal, and, and you, you have to figure out again if Graham is going to be uh, as good or better than any player you can get outside of that lottery next year. And I would say just because of you know what he's done in the NBA so far, I think it's a win for the Pels. What do you think? It is. The player, I love him. I think he's very underrated. I think we're going to see next year he's going to prove to be more consistent Lonzo Ball one who's aggressive even though he doesn't drive to the rim he's sort of long like Lonzo in that respect he is very aggressive and wanting to at least score so whether he's open or not he'll create his own shot or he'll run off a screen he's one of the best catch and shoot three-point shooters um like I said he seems like a perfect fit alongside Zion and Brandon Ingram you need to have some kind of release like that on a perimeter that's going to make opposing teams pay but that first round pick that they give up Eric I just feel like uh, Charlotte leveraged the Pelicans a little too much. I know it's lottery protected, but look, I, I feel like they had no intentions of resigning Devontae Graham. And I know the Pelicans need to give them something, right? You've got to make sure that, hey, we want to add him in the sign and trade and not yes. do that whole, we'll offer sheet and stuff and then wait for you three days to match, thereby tying up the Pelicans' book. They needed to do the sign and trade, but I don't like the price they paid. Just like they did a favor for Chicago, but it only cost. Uh, or they only got a second-round pick. I'm not sure why the Pelicans paid that much more in that uh, deal with the Charlotte Hornets for Devontae Graham. As a player, you like him. I, I, again, when I looked at the stats, when I went back, he, he, again, he seems like, again, the same player as pretty much as Lonzo Ball, might be a little bit better in some areas, and, and you're, you're, you're paying half the price. Yes. That's without a doubt. That, that's, I think, the biggest key, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I should have said that first. Yeah, I mean, Lonzo Ball is going to be making over $20 million. You're getting uh, Graham for under $12 million a season for the next four years. At the same production, 
that that's a great parallel move. It's a steal, really. Let's talk about what, what what didn't happen, and of course, it's been brought out now again that uh, again they offered Chris Paul uh, uh, three years, a hundred million dollars. They offered um, uh, Tim Hardaway four years, eighty-eight million. He signed with the um, Dallas Mavericks for four years and seventy-two. Mm-hmm. Paul got what four years, one twenty, but only seventy-five million of that is guaranteed uh, with, with the um, uh, with the Suns. Uh, Kyle Lowry has been rumored that again they were offering uh, three years, a hundred million dollars. Them all three turned them down. And, and what, what I said yesterday was again was was this that you know uh, Saints fans, I'm sorry, Pelicans fans shouldn't be freaking out right now. I mean, I give credit at least to go out and, and then try to be able to capitalize on Willie Green's relationship with CP3 and try to bring him back mm-hmm. to New Orleans. And, and then, of course, you know, trying to be able again uh, to be able to go out there and, and hit home runs. But the way the Pelicans are right now, they can't attract free agents unless they overpay. So, again, they've got a draft. They've got to do sign-in trades or trades to fill out the roster. And then when you look at Zion and BI, and BI, I don't think they have the cachet right now to be able to ask a player to come in and take less money. And then you look at this not being a sustainable winnable program, especially with the things that Zion's family said about the dysfunction in the front office. Mm-hmm. This just is not a destination city for free agents right now. So you've got to manufacture the opportunity to have these guys come here. And in some cases, if you're looking at free agents, you've got to overpay a bit. Exactly. And that was the Pelicans' hope, right? They cleared the space um, by sending out Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe and getting just $14 million in salary in return which is the Jonas Valanciunas contract. And unfortunately, they couldn't get a bite on that apple. Um, I'm sure there's going to be other names that will be revealed later on on who they pursued in free agency, mm-hmm. as along with some possible probably trade targets where, you know, either a sign and trade nobody wanted to say yes to or come over in a trade. If, say, they got a year or two and the Pelicans had no hopes of extending uh, X amount or X player. So, yeah, Eric, they're in a tough spot. This, this was, you know, known. They haven't won in two years during the David Griffin regime. Um, and it's been a real mixed bag. Even though they're young and talented and they show their explosive potential some nights, more times than not, they've been losers. And when you're a free agent and you can really get paid pretty much anywhere, you're going to want to go to a winning situation. And once you're a veteran, you don't mind, you know, shaving a few million dollars off of your overall contract, at least per season, to go to a winner instead of the Pelicans, which, you know, let's face it, nobody knows what they're going to be yet because they haven't shown that potential. It hasn't uh, carried over to, into the standings yet. Let's talk about the coaching staff. Uh, again, uh, obviously Willie Green was hired. We knew that uh, Fred Vincent and Teresa Witherspoon were going to be moved up on the bench. The, the big rumor for, for like three weeks was Sam Mitchell was leaving M- NBA TV, was going to join um, Willie Green on the bench, and, of course, his relationship with the, with the Zion Williamson family, with Zion Williamson from coaching at AAU ball, was going to be a perfect marriage here. If they didn't go that way, instead, Jaron Collins, a guy that played 10 years in the NBA, coached with Golden State. Green was there with him for there for a while. And, again, one of the best friends of Willie Green is going to join him on the bench. Mike D'Antoni is going to be a consultant and have a limited role on the team. Explain where we are now. What's the deal with Mike D'Antoni? Why Jaron Collins? And why not Sam Mitchell? Right, so the Pelicans, I think Sam Mitchell wasn't at the top of their pecking order. Um, or maybe he was asking for too much compensation. I haven't gotten clarity on that yet, considering this news just came out yesterday regarding who they are going to round out the bench with. Um, in Mike D'Antoni, who I think is a fantastic hire. This team, um, despite its offensive proficiency at times last year, overall wasn't good. You felt like especially Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson were not maximized as a pair out on the court. Mike D'Antoni's a genius. 
You know, everybody compare or wants to bring up seven seconds or less in Phoenix, but he's known for so much more than that. He did just basically the opposite in Houston, right, where he maximized James Harden's potential by letting him, you know, what, dribble the ball out for 20 seconds of the court, and they became one of the best offensive units we've ever seen, actually. Um, and, and, of course, he's also made his mark last year with the Nets, too. People giving him a lot of credit for making that those three stars figure out a way to play with one another. So I just love it from that standpoint alone that he's going to be able to give Willie Green a lot of feedback, especially on that, of course, on the offensive end. You know, Willie Green's a first-time head coach. You wanted to see at least some kind of that. So I'm glad if Sam Mitchell wasn't coming, they at least got somebody else. And Mike D'Antoni really checks all the boxes. And when you know that, of course, going back to uh, his Phoenix days, he has worked with David Griffin before. So you feel comfortable that that relationship is going to be fine. I'm sure they've talked about it on what Griffin expects. Like I said, we want to avoid a Stan Van Gundy headache, a repeat from last season. And as, as for Darren Collins, you mentioned it, Eric. He's, he's a growing star, people say, within the coaching ranks. You know, he's uh, spent all this time pretty much with the Warriors. But last couple of years, he was their defensive coordinator as one of the best to ever do it. Ron Adams took kind of a back seat. He didn't want to be a day-to-day guy anymore. So that responsibility was given to Jaron Collins, and he made waves, uh, especially last year. You know, a lot of people don't know this. The Warriors finished in the top 10 in defense, defensive uh, efficiency. I think that's outstanding. And when you're adding a guy like that, that's only going to help this team. Willie, um, Willie Green, you know, you, you trust his knowledge and everything else, but he still is going to need help. So you need, just need that well-rounded bench. And by getting guys that are highly regarded – from other benches. Unlike last year, I feel like they just hired Stan Van Gundy and he largely brought in a couple of his assistants and they were basically done. It, it didn't sit well with me. There was none of that variety. I swear now I feel like there is. Bench doesn't have a lot of experience, okay? Uh, obviously, it, it, from what we understand, D'Antoni's not going to be here full-time. He's going to be coming back and forth and just consulting. Are you mm-hmm. concerned about that? No, I don't think we should be. Um, look, anytime there's going to be a problem, he's just a phone call away, right? And chances are if there's a, you know, a three-game losing streak or something wrong with the offense, you better believe Mike D'Antoni's going to be here. He just doesn't want to travel with the team every single day. Yes. And I don't think that'll probably be necessary. And besides that, like I said, besides the phone calls, you can do Zoom so he can actually see what's going on in practices and such. I think just today things are a little bit different than the way it used to be. So you can probably do that job remotely uh, for at least part of the time. Okay. The, the dust has is, is kind of fallen here and, and, and has settled a little bit. Uh, we still don't know about, the again, the expansion of the Memphis trade. But but grade mm-hmm. David Griffin on what he's done thus far, undoing, again, the mistakes of last year, and then, again, trying to put a team uh, together for this upcoming season. I'm leaning towards right now around a B-. minus. Um, he needed to shake up the roster. He needed to bring in new stars. He needed to r- remove Eric Bledsoe from the equation immediately. And Steven Adams definitely didn't fit either. So they made that move in one fell swoop, got a productive center, opened up space for a mild downgrade to me with one of the two draft picks that went out and got still got their player in a draft. That part is outstanding. It's everything else that we still don't know. If you're opening mm-hmm. up all this cap space, you better be able to use it somewhere, I think. And so Devontae Graham and the two players from Chicago and Jonas Valanciunas, that's not enough. You need to find another reliable starter, maybe even you know two good key rotation pieces still. So that's why I'm leaning towards you know right in the middle of the grade, D-minus, D-plus, because it, it, it's an incomplete job. Even though he's got off and off to a good start, it's not, the job isn't done yet. It's your opinion that Josh Hart won't be a, won't, will not be a Pelican next season, right? 
I don't think so, Eric. Um, I thought that if they had resigned, or excuse me, had landed Kyle Lowry, some other free agent that's going to land or command $30 million or more, then you're going to need to rely on your own uh, cap holds, right, to bring back players uh, to fill out the rest of the roster. But now that's not happening and they still have space, they can still be a cap space team, right? If they can't find a trade to fit in the Memphis deal, well, they still have $13 million. They can stay, go under the cap and spend 13 or so million. I don't see why Josh Hart would make any sense in that route. There's a lot of good names out there, including Reggie Jackson, that I would prefer first over uh, Hart. And if, if that does happen with Jackson, is that a sign and trade in your opinion? I would think so. Yeah, as I explained it, Clippers are desperate to add more talent yes. when, you know, I think Kawhi Leonard may miss at least, what, half to maybe three-quarters of the season mm-hmm. next year. So Paul George needs help. And their best player besides Paul George once Kawhi went down was clearly Reggie Jackson to me. So they can't let him walk. But if they can't pay him what he wants, then they're going to have to get at least some kind of talent back back in some kind of return. So that's the only way for them to do it. That's why I expect that, yeah, to be a signing trade. And we talked about this last week, but for those that didn't hear, uh, you like the, the choices of Murphy and Jones in the draft. Oh, clearly, Eric. Length on the wings and at least one guy that's a fantastic three-point shooter. The other one has a chance to develop into something average, but he's a lockdown mm-hmm. defender, or at least was considered that in Alabama. So they fill two major holes. You know, last summer we were talking about add more shooting, but you also need length on the wings to be able to stop some of these bigger guards and, and these forwards in the league because Brandon Ingram couldn't do it. Zion Williamson, same. So the fact that they landed two guys that could potentially fit with those two guys, that's a big win. No doubt about it. Ali, what you got coming up for us? What time is the, is the, is the trade have to, have to uh, come due tomorrow? What's the, what's the deadline on that? Um, well, it, it could still not even get guaranteed tomorrow. Tomorrow's just the first day can be finalized, Derek. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what the time is. So they can expand it even further they, 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 they don't have a deal days. done, right? Right. But that's going to affect, that is going to affect Summer League uh, in, in terms of Murphy, exactly. it, it, him being on the court. If, that, if the deal's not finalized, he can't be on the Summer League team, right? Well, yeah. I remember that happened a couple of years ago when they got Jackson Hayes, right? And, and so they missed a couple of games. I don't envision the same scenario. I think Pelican's first summer league game isn't until Monday. They've got okay. you know, the weekend to play with. Maybe maybe he would miss one game. But, you know, okay. chances are they want to wrap it up too. And, and just last question for you because i got to run and I know you do. Jackson Hayes, you anticipate him being in, in, at summer league? No, definitely not. Tell us a little bit about the bird rights, what you got coming up for us. Right. So you, you mentioned, Eric, we got to dive into Summer League because it starts next week. Pelicans are going to yeah. have a lot of key guys that you want to see besides the two rookies that should be in uniform, right? Herb Jones is definitely guaranteed. We're pretty sure Trey Murphy will be soon, too. But Kyra Lewis, uh, Najee Marshall, Didi Lozada, you want to see all of these guys perform mm-hmm. uh, and see what they've got because it's important seasons for them. Uh, to play well here because they, they're, they're trying to nail down a rotation spot uh, with, with Willie Green next season. So it'll be curious to see if they've made any improvements to their game. So we'll do a couple of write-ups on that and cover all the games. Beautiful. Ali, thanks as always. We'll check in with you next week, my friend. Absolutely, Eric. Take care. At Ali Gassell on Twitter. That's uh, Ali Gassell, the bird rights. We'll be right back. 
Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon and restaurant. So good. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike, did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud, no, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man, you know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10. Better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Villaries Florist is celebrating 52 years in business. To celebrate the occasion in the month of August, Villaries is offering a cash and carry rose special. Get a dozen of Villaries high quality roses for $9.99 a dozen. That's $9.99 a dozen. Also, giant Louisiana sunflowers are three for $5.20. That's three for $5.20 for beautiful Louisiana sunflowers. Come celebrate Villaries Florist's 52nd anniversary. That's Villaries Florist with locations on the South Shore, North Shore, and VillariesFlorist.com. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Chris Young. Famous Friends Tour 2021. Friday, November 12th, Raising Cane's River Center. Special guests, Mitchell Tenpenny and Callista Clark. Chris Young. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Chris Young Live. Produced by Dusan Music Group. When Paul Goodall started shopping for an engagement ring, he knew one thing. He didn't want to be pressured. Because I'm not going to make a purchase at that level without understanding what I'm buying. But the first store he went to, that's what happened. They wanted me to buy. They didn't want me to learn. And that didn't work for me. But then Paul found Diamonds Direct. The exact opposite happened when I went into Diamonds Direct. There was no rush. There was no pressure. They wanted to give me the information that I was asking for. At Diamonds Direct, it's different. No games, no pressure, no nonsense. It wasn't like, well, let's do something now. we got to do it now because... 
we've got this thing going on, or maybe you want to do that. No, it was here's the, the information that you need to make an educated decision. Paul learned how to buy a diamond like a dealer buys. He was taught how diamonds are graded and priced on the world market, and he was shown dozens of diamonds in his price range so he could make the decision that was right for him, his budget, and his soon-to-be fiance. What they do is they give you the information that you need so that you end up buying what you want. I am such a big fan of Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct on Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a generator, Burkhart's got you covered. Uh, first of all, they'll come out to your home or your business, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator, and then once you guys come to an agreement, uh, you get on the calendar, you get a single-day install. Uh, financing is available for generators. So you can pay that over time. They do a new install quality check after one month. They do that for everything they install. It's about customer service. And if you need a company you can trust to be able to service that generator for you, if you used it over $100 during the last storm season, you got to get it serviced by a professional. Burkhardt can do that for you. And in addition, 24-7, 365 emergency service on your generator. Generator sales and service, think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, Oceana Grill, uh, Bombos, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, don't forget about the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. Oceana, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But uh, the rest of the restaurants, again, lunch and dinner, late, great cocktails, and, of course, fantastic uh, staff as well. Get out there and enjoy a meal at the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, coming up in hour number two, we're going to be joined by Mike Tripp, Triplett at 510, then Jeff Duncan at 535. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Stick around. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousse of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at. Uh, you missed a, a great guest list. Uh, Glenn Gilbo joined us talking LSU. Ali Cassell joined us talking uh, Pelicans. Coming up in just a few minutes, it's going to be Mike Triplett of ESPN uh, talking Saints. We'll finish up with Jeff Duncan talking Saints, uh, LSU, Tulane, and Pelicans. And, of course, our program today is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, Oceana Grill. Uh, voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Folks, I'm telling you right now, if you love breakfast like I love breakfast, and I love breakfast, uh, you got to go to Oceana. I'm telling you, fantastic breakfast for you. Um, I, I mean, it's something that you get around and you'll be taking pictures of the breakfast when it comes out. You'll be on social media telling your friends and family about how delicious the breakfast is. They're open seven days a week. Breakfast starts at 8 a.m. and goes all the way to 1 p.m. There's an overlap between lunch and breakfast for you and, of course, the dinner menu as well. They're open seven days a week. And they're open late. So, again, uh, you're in the quarter and you're looking for a bite to eat. you got to stop there by Oceanic Grill. Cajun Creole Delicious that are, again, some of the best that you'll ever find uh, here in New Orleans. Also, I keep telling you about the mixologist over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, second to none. I'm telling you, the oohs and ahs that the cocktails get uh, as they hit the dining room coming from the bar are second to none. And today is, is National Oyster Day. And, and all the Oceana Family of Restaurants, they're charring up grill, char, char grilling oysters for you and oysters on the half shell. Uh, you can sit up front, uh, belly up to the bar, get some a dozen oysters, watch the oysters being made for you, grab a drink. And, of course, they also have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. A large dining room downstairs as well. It's family friendly. It's perfect night for a um, uh, perfect time to go out with again friends, family. Maybe again you've you got a date night. Also again dog friendly as well because they've got a great patio outside where you can enjoy uh, by, by day or by night cocktails and of course a fantastic menu. Man, I tell you what, if you haven't been to Oceanic Grill, you're missing out. Oceanic Grill. Uh, you can check everything you need to know about Oceanic Grill at OceanicGrill.com. Delivery uh, partners, etc. Uh, it's the best time off Bourbon Street. That's Oceana Grill. Now, remember, a little bit of construction going on on Conti Street between Bourbon and Royal, but there's a, there's a way to walk right into Oceana Grill with no problem. So get out there and enjoy a great meal at Oceana Grill, 739 Conti at Bourbon. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program, talking some Saints. He does it for ESPN. It's Mike Triplett. Mike, how are you? Doing great, Eric. How you doing? Doing great, Mike. Thanks for the time. Mike, you've been at every practice. You've had an opportunity to see this team all with the pads and, and, and again, obviously with just shells and shorts. Just your impressions from the first seven practices. 
Well, it's, you know, a mix of positive and negative, and obviously um, such a limited table size, and, you know, we haven't seen him do a, a, a red zone drill, a two-minute drill. We haven't seen any live tackling yet. Uh, but the two things that stand out is, I think, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. If you watch them every day, I think they ease your, uh, ease your concern a little bit. They're, they're professional quarterbacks with high upside. They're not lost out there. They there have been a couple practices where they've looked great, and, and Jameis in particular has had a couple really good practices, and he keeps, as we've written about and Sean Payton joked about, we keep raving about how well he's doing checking down to uh, running backs and tight ends uh, and making those throws in addition to flashing his arm. But on the flip side, there are a lot of positions that you can't help but be concerned about when you see it in person. The, the receivers and the cornerbacks who are out here you know, a lot of them might do a great job. I think Marcus Callaway looks great. Patrick Robinson and Ken Crawley are doing some good things. But it, 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 it's pretty jarring to see it in person, how thin they are, those positions on proven talent. You know, you know Mike, I agree with you. When, when you hear a guy like Chris Hogan coming in and being a guy that's impressed so much as a veteran, uh, and, and you think about it, you just look at the depth chart, and you're saying to yourself, okay, where, where's, where's the leadership going to come from? Where's the guy that you can go to? And, again, look, what's been the biggest problem with, with young players they come into the NFL? Obviously, understanding the offense, knowing where they have to be in this timing offense, but getting off the jam at the line of scrimmage. Do we even know if any of these young guys can do that consistently? Yeah, I, look, I think Traquan Smith's going to have the best year of his career. I don't know how he could not with the opportunity he's going to have here. I think Marcus Callaway looks really good. He, he should be on a roster. He should be playing in games and taking the next step forward. You're right about Chris Hogan looking good, although my only caution there, I think he's looked really good, but my only caution there is this happens a lot where the veteran comes in and, and you know, whether you're consciously aware of it or subconsciously, they just know what they're doing, so they just look so you know so much better because they're getting in and out of their breaks. They know exactly what's expected of them. But I, I just you know Deontay Harris has made some some big plays. I think they'll keep adding to his role on offense. I just I just wish everybody was one notch lower. You know I wish Traquan Smith was the number two, mm-hmm. Callaway was the three, Harris was the four, and Hogan was the five instead of you know instead of all these guys being needed to be your one, two, three, four. I don't want to belabor the point, but Mike, what's your take on what happened with Michael Thomas? I mean, not getting the surgery during the off season, waiting until June, uh, and, and as again, you've reached out to your sources. What have you? What are you hearing? What happened? Well, I don't know for sure. We have not heard Michael Thomas's explanation for it or his version of it. Um, my my general impression, though, is something that we've heard a lot, and a lot of times you hear it years later after the fact. Uh, that they were hoping that it would get better without surgery, uh, and then they eventually broke down and had the surgery. So I don't, I don't know if he had doctors confidently telling him he didn't need surgery, if he was being stubborn about it, if he was purposely not, not hearing what the doctors had to say. I don't know exactly why he was hoping to avoid surgery, but, but you know, that was what was happening at first, and ultimately, um, he, you know, everybody agreed that a surgery was a must. So, of course, the Saints are disappointed. Of course, fans are disappointed. Um, But I don't think, I have gotten no indication that this is some form of protest or, you know, he's, you know, trying to to make a statement by missing six weeks or anything. I think it was more about how he wanted to treat the ankle and not, you know, 
the the famous Scotty Pippen story or whatever yes. about you know uh, you know waiting purposely. I, I I got no indication that was. Montgomery moves to the wide receiver position. They signed uh, Devonta Freeman. Talk about how he has looked and then how you think he's going to be in the mix when it comes to the running back position. Yeah, that signing surprised me a little bit because he seems a little redundant with uh, Latavius Murray. But, I mean, he's looked good on the field, and, and you don't have to – it's not like Devontae Freeman, 34 years old. He, he's still 28 or 29 years yes. old, and it was not very long ago that he's one of the very best running backs in the league. He should have fresh legs after he played you know, such a limited amount last year. So. He feels like one of those guys that I was surprised when they signed him, but once he's in the building, you almost I'd be surprised if they let him go. That's a really good football player that they just added to the mix. So I don't know how you divide touches between Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman if that's the case, but I guess that's a good problem to have if it happens. Look, this team can't give the ball to Alvin Kamara enough. Uh, yes. If he wants to get 50 touches a game and they can keep him healthy while he's doing that, that's what they need to do. But obviously, that's, that's not very smart business with a running back. Mm-hmm. You want to keep him fresh. Hopefully, he plays all 17 games, but running backs miss time a lot. So it doesn't hurt to have depth there, and they didn't pay a lot to get him. Well, and, of course, it's also insurance in case one of those backs go down because he is a exactly. physical back, but yet he has the ability to catch the ball in the backfield. Yeah, I mean, Murray or Devontae Freeman, if you told right. me those guys – had to do it by themselves one game and get 20 carries and seven catches. Those are guys who have done that and can do that. <laughs> sure. Could, could you, and look, it's, it's almost unfair, but again, just it's, we're always going to ask these questions. Can you handicap the quarterback race for us? I know you talked a little bit about it as, as we opened, but yeah. just your thoughts on what you've seen and maybe who has the edge. Yeah. I keep saying in, in, in my educated guessing, and that's really what it is, is educated guessing. I feel like Jameis Winston has the better path to the starting job if he plays well enough. You know, he's got the higher upside, uh, the former number one overall pick, the talent that he has, the arm strength that he has. He's thrown for 5,000 yards in this league before. If if this is the perfect marriage that everyone's hoping it'll be, and and Sean Payton and Drew Brees and Pete Carmichael taught him some things and, and he can be a better decision maker, um, then I think there's more upside there. Plus, he's 27, and Taysom Hill's about to turn 31. Plus, if Jameis is a starting quarterback, Taysom Hill can be the running back and tight end and wide receiver and, and that package of plays. Um, but the great unknown, and that is Jameis Winston. That's the opportunity Jameis Winston has. He is going to have to earn it. I mean, if he has a, a fatal flaw where he just can't be the decision maker they want, he can't fix the accuracy problems and the turnover problems, well, then they will quickly turn to Taysom Hill because we know how much they like and trust Taysom Hill. We saw it last year in the middle of a playoff push. Mike, talk a little bit about the tight end position with uh, with Nick Vanette and, and, and Adam Troutman. A lot is expected of Troutman this year, but also Vanette as a veteran coming in and maybe taking on that Josh Hill role. Yeah, I mean – it's obvious to see where they slot in. Uh, Troutman replaces Cook, Bennett replaces Hill. Um, but those are big shoes to fill in both cases. Um, I- I'm really high on Troutman. I think he should be one of the most improved players on the team this year. Very very similar how I feel with Craig Smith. They will get nothing but opportunities. And they will be on the field all the time because they're both excellent blockers as well. 
as good pass catchers. Um, I temper my expectations. A lot of times I get asked about Adam Trumpman for fantasy football purposes. It's actually been since Ben Watson, since they had a a tight end catch over 50 passes. You always think that the the tight end dominates in this offense. It's it's been a while, so we're going to have to see it. But, boy, oh, boy, he's going to get every opportunity because – you know he could lead this team. He could lead this team in catches if he's good enough. But uh, um, uh, you know it's not going to be that he's squeezed out. There's every opportunity for him to thrive here. Mike, is this the same offensive system we saw with Drew Brees? Have there been any subtle changes to be able, maybe again, to kind of fit the quarterback that 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 is that is taking the snaps, or is this uh, this is Peyton's offense? These guys got to adjust to it. Well, the offense has changed so many times under Peyton that. Um, you know, there is no Drew Brees offense. There was the uh, Drew Brees offense where he threw for 5,500 yards and, you know, over 5,000 yards five times. And then there's the one we've seen since 2017 where he kept setting, breaking his own record for completion percentage. And, and uh, um, you know, uh, they were the number one rushing touchdown team. And, and, you know, he was thrown for less than 4,000 yards this season. So we've already seen Peyton adapt so much over the years with Drew Brees, that I, I don't think you, you say there is this offense and it's rigid. Um, if it's Taysom Hill, of course it's going to change. Uh, I think he should run more than he did last year, uh, and they should really lean into his strengths as a guy who can take off running. If it's Jameis Winston, I think we're going to see way more of the deep ball than we've seen in, in almost 10 years. Um, so we, we know Sean Payton can adapt, and we know that what the base will look like. But, yeah, either one of these guys will put their own stamp on it. Mike Triplett is our guest. We'll take a break. We'll talk to him about what he's seen on defense thus far this camp. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire Auto Works. Uh, they, they'll do it all for you. And whether it's simple oil chains, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, uh, uh, brake re- uh, repair, maybe an installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. Folks, I'm even telling you, look, if you need help with your climate control, your cooling, electronic systems, um, when I say it's a one-stop shop, it's a one-stop shop. They do it all at Southern Tire Auto Works. Uh, again, uh, it's a company you can trust. Piazza family have been at this now since 1972 whether it's tires or again working on your vehicle getting it up uh, get up and running for you on the road uh you can trust the piazza family southern tire hickory and airline open monday monday through friday from eight to six saturday from eight to three seven three seven one five five eight is the phone number or go to southerntire.com it uh, literally the uh, the website has a diagnostic spot on on there again there's a page where you can go uh put in the problem that you're having you can troubleshoot that there and of course let you know everything they're doing for you at southern tires from tires to wheels to, of course, again, repairing your vehicle. Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Macy's. It's Macy's One Day Sale with great deals of the day to keep your summer look going strong and great updates for your home. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards faster during Star Money Bonus Days starting tomorrow at Macy's. 
delays are heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Along the westbound side along the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And then delays pick back up on the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. 10 eastbound, your delays are steady from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are steady from St. Bernard to Canal. Also be mindful of an accident that's blocking the left lane on 10 westbound at City Park. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are steady from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon restaurant so good welcome back to inside new orleans brought to you by the oceana family of restaurants old new orleans cookery bobby mirrors cajun cannon restaurant mambo's and also the hideout bar and of course uh oceana grill all are open late all are open seven days a week all have fantastic cocktails great menu for you get out there and enjoy a, a meal with the oceana family of restaurants mike triplett of espn our guest Mike, uh, we talked a little bit about the offense, what you've seen thus far. Let's talk a little defense, and it's so hard on defense because it's a collision sport. And, and uh, you, you, can, you can look at a little bit about how guys' technique are, et cetera. But uh, based on what you've seen this, this so far, this is a team that got gutted in the offseason when you talk about the quality depth and some starters. 
How different has this defense looked? Okay, did we lose Mike? Okay, why don't you go and try to reconnect, and, and I'm going to do a live here if you would. I got you. Oh, we got you. Okay, yeah. we're back. Okay, Mike, I was asking about the defense. It got gutted in the offseason. I, I heard you. I just had a mute button issue. But, uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. It does look – it looks quite a bit different in, different in one sense. But, on the other sense, you've still got Cameron Jordan at defensive end, David Onyemata at defensive tackle, DeMario Davis at linebacker, Marshawn Lattimore having a terrific camp uh, early on at, at one cornerback spot. Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins, C.J. Gardner-Johnson at safety. So there's a lot of great players still on this defense. Um, everybody they lost, you could make an argument for, all right, they can get by without him. Janoris Jenkins, uh, that one hurts the most. Trey Hendrickson, Malcolm Brown, Sheldon Rankin, Alex Anzalone, Quan Alexander's now back, but coming up in Achilles' tear. It's just when you add them all up together, that is a lot of question marks. Um, you know, they're not as deep as they used to be. Will the defensive line that has really been the heart and soul of this team and, and, and the great run defense that they've had, will that continue to be as good? Um, so there's a ton of question marks. I think it could still be a very good defense. Uh, the, the cornerback, uh, the number two cornerback, the most important of all those question marks. But, uh, um, you know, way more uncertain than it's been in the last couple of years. Um, from what I've been hearing from the reports, Peyton Turner's been flashing. Uh, also, again, uh, Pete Warner. Werner's been flashing a little bit, some of these rookies. Talk about that, if you would. Yeah, I mean, that is very tough. I will admit that, you know, as long as I've been doing this, it's so hard to gauge what anyone in sure. the front seven is doing uh, in non-contact practices. Uh, we we had Marcus Devenport charted for three or four sacks today. He, he was mm-hmm. very good today. But you know, a sack means he got near the quarterback and we think he would have got to him. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Peyton Turner yesterday. Uh, Pete Warner looks like he knows where he's going and what he's doing, especially in pass coverage. That's a little easier to tell out there on the practice field than, than run defense, obviously. Um, so there's a lot of promise there. I mean, look, I know people weren't very enthusiastic about this year's draft, and I understand why, mm-hmm. but they did draft Peyton Turner at defensive end in the first round and Pete Warner, Warner at linebacker in the second round. Uh, those are high-quality draft choices they used on those guys, so they obviously have a lot of conviction on them, uh, and they could help fill in for, for some of those gaps I just listed pretty quickly. Paul, Paul said to Debo, uh, again, with, with the uncertainty at, at that left cornerback spot, um, I'm sorry, at the cornerback spot, your, your thoughts on, on the possibility of him being uh, playing there, or will they go with a Patrick Robinson, or do you think they're still open to, to maybe a possible trade to fill that void? Yeah, uh, all of the above. Um, it, it's a real mystery. Uh, I, look, I, Patrick Robinson is impressed, and Dennis Allen said he's earned this opportunity. Uh, he had obviously faded really far back on the depth chart here, but uh, he said he had a great camp last year, and then whenever they needed him as an injury replacement, he did great last year. So he's going to have to prove he can keep doing that on a consistent basis. But uh, he kind of reminded them uh, why he's been in the league for more than a decade. Uh, and, and he's a very good player. So I think there's a little more trust if he's the safety net. Ken Crawley, a guy I did not put on my projected 53-man mm-hmm. roster, has been killing it in camp through a week. Um, so, you know, he's a dark horse. Paulson Adebo, um had a really nice practice yesterday. Um, 
and, and obviously there's an opportunity for him to come along maybe quicker than we expect because, remember, he didn't play last year, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, opted out of the COVID season. Uh, so, But, you know, all those guys have the potential to be something. None of them are proven. And the fact that the Saints have been so aggressive about trying to improve the cornerback spot all offseason, including the draft, um, and Sean Payton still bluntly calling it a must uh, heading into a training camp, um, I won't be surprised at all if, if there's still a move to come at that position. But, but you know, they've gone this long without adding a cornerback, so it's possible yes. this is <laughs> – Final question for you. I'm hearing Blake Gilligan is is is, is pounding the ball when he's been a chance to be out yeah. there and punting. Well, have you been impressed by by his punts? Yeah, I mean, I will admit I don't consider myself a, a punting aficionado, but he was drawing <laughs> a lot of he was drawing a lot of oohs and ahs today, right? In particular, uh, um, one of his first practice sessions where he did a lot outdoors, actually, so you could really see how high and how far it was traveling. And and Nick Underhill, who loves to uh, uh, put the stopwatch on punters. That's right. one of his uh, favorite things to do out at practice. Was was just shaking his head every time he was uh, timing his punts today. Uh, you know, uh, saying it. You know, it, you know, it's a real, real special leg compared to all the ones he's seen in his years covering New Orleans and New England. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously we're all going to miss Thomas Morstead, but yes. uh, it seems like that position is in good hands, and not just from what we've seen on the practice field, but what Morstead himself has told me and Will Lutz and. Jack Wood, uh, they all think pretty highly of Gilligan after spending the year with him last year. Mike, thanks for taking a few minutes with us today. I always appreciate you giving us your time. Uh, have, a, have a great day. And before you go, tell the folks about how they can follow you on social media. What you have coming up for us over at ESPN? Yeah, um, you can find my stuff on ESPN.com. Uh, yesterday I broke down a big, another big question that's both Saints fans and fantasy uh, fans about how these quarterbacks will uh, build a relationship with Alvin Kamara in the passing game since it hasn't been a specialty for them in the past, and that's so important to this offense. And uh, I'll have something coming in the uh, next coming days. We're kind of take a little update on all of these new uh, position starting position battles that we have and how they look early in camp. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate you. Appreciate your time as always. Thanks a lot, Eric. Mike Trippett, ESPN, joining us. Hey, don't forget about Burkhart, especially if you're in the, in the market for a new air conditioning heating system. Don't sign that contract with any other company until you at least have Burkhart come out and give you a price. Uh, ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Ask about financing for the unit as well. So, again, you can pay that over time. And then you'll get a chance to be able to see, again, a little bit about what Burkhart's all about, service before and after the sale, using, again, state-of-the-art techniques to come in and measure your home, making sure you've got the right tonnage to either cool your home or your business. And then, of course, the service after to the sale, which is, which is second to none. Uh, coming into your home, treating your home like their home, again, you'll, you'll find out everything you need to know about Burkhardt just as they come into your door as one of those uh, technicians will greet you. And, of course, you have a chance to be able to sit down and find out, again, uh, what Burkhardt is. Again, you'll become part of the Burkhardt family. So, again, in the market for a new air conditioning system, they're authorized to sell some of the top brands of the industry. So don't sign that contract with any other, any other company until you at least have Burkhardt give you a price. It's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. 
Craving Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest? Mambo's is open at 411 Bourbon Street. We are offering our full menu. Dine in one of our dining rooms in our courtyard on Bourbon Street's only rooftop balcony. Check out our menu at mambosnola.com. Mambo's is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by delivery from our delivery partners, Chow Now, Grubhub, or Uber Eats. We also deliver in the quarter. Order now at mambosnola.com or give us a call at 504-407-3717. That's Mambo's, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Kitchen County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Mambo's. That's right, Mambo's. I've been telling you about Mambo's for a long time now. Uh, the Bader brothers took over an old, decrepit strip club that was causing nothing but problems on Bourbon Street. I mean, nothing but problems. Uh, they went in. They totally renovated the entire building. It turned it into three floors of what I'm telling you is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. And I'm telling you right now, if you love cocktails, uh, you got a great, great mixologist on every single floor. Because there's a bar on every single floor uh, of Mambo's. You can dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard, as I've said many times, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, you, can, you can go in and dine or, or have cocktails on their Bourbon Street balcony. And then, of course, don't forget, come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. That's right, the only rooftop bar. You've never seen the sight lines from Bourbon Street like you'll see on this rooftop bar. It's the perfect night, uh, perfect uh, time for a getaway uh, with, again, friends, family. Maybe, again, you're, you're getting together with uh, 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 your significant other. Uh, lunch and dinner served seven days a week. Uh, and you can check out everything you need to know at mambonolas.com. And, and look, folks, I'm telling you right now, uh, it is a great place to grab a cocktail or, or to grab a meal. And when you finish up, right next door, the Hideout Bar. Uh, it's a sister rest restaurant and bar of, again, uh, Oceana and, and the rest of the gang. Live music or a DJ. It's in a French quarter, uh, courtyard setting. Great food and drinks. You can make it a night at Mambo's and also the Hideout Bar. Right there, in, in, again, in, in the... In the 400 block of Bourbon Street, you can't miss it. Uh, you got to check it out. Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. 
All right. Um, thanks to Mike Triplett for joining us on the program. Joining us now is Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com, the Times-Picayune, uh, and the Advocate, and, of course, Fox 8 Sports. Welcome back to the show, Jeff, and congratulations on, on the new gig. Thanks, Eric. It's uh, quite a mouthful now. I've got, I got yes. a, lot of, uh, yes. a lot of introductory uh, clauses into my, um, into my bio, but, no, I'm happy to, happy to be back in the fold here locally and uh, really excited about uh, getting going this week. Well, I know a lot of people are. I mean, look, well, the Athletic is is a great publication. You and I both agree agree with that. But again, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, get the physical paper here in New Orleans or online at Noel dot com, uh, and they can't wait to be able to read your columns going forward. And I know you got to be excited to be back. Yeah, you know, I was uh, at the Nola dot com Times Picayune for two decades. Yes, uh, you know, so former colleagues there, uh, editors. Uh, so really, it's really rewarding to be back on the same team with all those great journalists. A lot of people I covered Hurricane Katrina with uh, mm-hmm. was in the trenches for that story, the story of a life. Pulitzer? Uh, so, yeah, I have incredible respect for that new staff. And there's a lot of new people that I haven't worked with that I've read from afar that I'm equally uh, excited about uh, teaming with. So, yeah, really, really excited. And it's been a, a really kind of fun week to uh, – uh, you know, going to come back home, if you will. Yep. Well, congratulations to you, my friend. I, I know, again, you're happy to be back at, at NOLA.com. Let's talk a little bit about uh, – we got we recover the gamut with you because, again, being a columnist, uh, we, we have not spoken about Tulane today. So let me ask you as they start camp tomorrow, what do you, what, what do you anticipate this season uh, for Willie Fritz and his team? Well, I, I'm actually excited about their season. I spent some time with Coach Fritz last week. I was out at uh, campus and – uh, they've got the most difficult schedule I think they probably ever had with non-conference games against Ole Miss and Oklahoma, of course, and even UAB is a bold team. So they may have a better team, a more talented team than they've had in the past, and the record might not reflect it because of the difficulty of the schedule. And I think what will be a sign of progress for Willie Fritz and his team will be just how competitive they are in these tough games. You know, will Will they be able to hang in to, uh, you know, the, the third or fourth quarter against an Oklahoma or an Ole Miss? You know, I think that's going to be the measuring stick because I still think they're obviously going to be up against it from a talent standpoint going against yes. those kind of teams. But I, I'm excited. I got to spend time with Michael Pratt. I think they've got uh, the solution to their quarterback position, which has kind of eluded them for a long time. And they're very excited about Justin Abietta, the, the local kid. They, they yes. said he had as good an offseason as anyone in the program. So the quarterback position, I think, is in great shape. And Willie feels uh, better about the depth along both lines than they've had in a long time. So uh, I think they're, they're on a continued upward trend. They're recruiting well. And I know he's excited about the, some of the changes he's made in his coaching staff. about the LSU Tigers? Again, uh, talk about Miles Brennan going down, what that means for this team, and then uh, you know, this is a very, very talented football team that, that had a bad year last year. Is this a rebound year for this for, for Coach Ed Ogeron's team? Well, I think it has to be. Uh, you know, Ed Ogeron's not uh, in trouble losing his job, but he can't he can't have another season like last year. Not, not at LSU, not with the expectations uh, they have for that program and the resources they have. And, and he knows that, and I don't expect them to have that kind of season. Uh, losing Miles Brennan is obviously a blow. Uh, I don't think he was going to win the, the quarterback position anyway. All my sources have told me that it was 
going to be Max Johnson. He was going to have to win it, but he was ahead in that competition. And what where it hurts them now, obviously, is in terms of depth and experience. Uh, if you had Miles Brennan as your backup, you'd feel great about the quarterback position. Now you go to less experience there if something were to happen to Max Johnson. I think the key for LSU is very simple. I mean, how do these two young coordinators uh, fare this year in implementing their systems and then making the proper adjustments as they go along when they get into the thick of battle in the SEC against some of the best talent and coaching staff in the country? How are they going to adjust? Because uh, this is a chess game. I mean, they're going to come out with what they've got early in the year, and people are going to adjust, and it's going to be up to them to see how they counter. Uh, And I think that will be the test for, for this football team. Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the things that I think everybody's going to be looking for, you know, how these coordinators, uh, again, are setting up the game plan. But as you mentioned, the ability to be able to adjust on the fly and then, again, knowing that teams are going to adjust to you from week to week, I think is going to be huge for them. Because I think this is still a very, very talented football team uh, that maybe had a down year last year. And some guys that came back, they have something to prove. No, well, the talent's there. There's no question. I mean, they had talent last year. And they've got more experienced talent this year after all that attrition after the national title game. Uh, arguably the best set of cornerbacks in the country, a uh, deep defensive line. Uh, we know the, the, the perimeter players that emerged last year. So the talent's there. The offensive line should be a strength. It's just a matter. I mean, everyone in the SEC West, for the most part, has talent. And, and the, the problem with LSU is they are in the most competitive division of the most competitive conference in all the college football so you know you might end up fourth in that division and can be in the top 25 that's how competitive it is and we all know expectations at LSU are, are much higher than that let's shift gears to the Pelicans so much to unpack uh, let me ask you first of all about the draft they, they picked uh, Trey Murphy in the first round after dropping out of the uh, uh, the lottery because of the deal with Memphis we'll get into that in a minute Herb Jones comes in in the second round and the 35th pick overall. They trade the rest of their picks, the second-round picks, for cash. Your thoughts on the draft? I, I like the draft. I like both those players a lot. I like both those players before the draft. Uh, Herb Jones is a terrific all-around player, long. I, I think he and Trey Murphy both kind of a long, athletic wing player that uh, we're seeing in the NBA. Uh, Murphy, obviously, Uh, is a guy that I think has a high ceiling. Uh, I think his best basketball is ahead of him. He's going to be a developmental prospect uh, for the staff, which we've seen do good work, certainly did good work last year developing the the young players on the roster. Uh, And then I I know your probably next question is going to be about free agency. I I like what they've done so far. Uh, I think they've addressed – but I think that what people are getting a little caught up in is trying to get big names. They see some of the other big names right. changing rosters in the NBA. Uh, the Pelicans already have their stars. They've got their big names. Uh, so I think they were looking for role players, trying to improve the perimeter shooting, the basketball IQ. Now, I think the concerning thing are the reports that have come out where we can see that David Griffin tried to add a lead guard, a veteran guard, and either Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry and wasn't able to do it. Even though they were willing to pay more money, they weren't able to lure someone of that magnitude here. That's got to be concerning to everyone involved with the Pelicans inside and outside the building uh, because that indicates that there's an image and a perception problem with the organization that they're fighting within the league. And uh, that's a major concern, I think, for this organization going forward. 
I would agree with that, but at the same time, you're looking at two players in the twilight of their career who are trying to catch on with teams that have a chance to be able to win a championship. In the case of Lowry and, of course, with Chris Paul, even though it might have been enticing to come back to New Orleans, you know, they were, they were in the finals last year and pretty much bringing back the same team. So I could see why those guys, uh, you know, turned it down. Some, some, you know, are worried about some of the other players that may have turned them down. You know, at this point, you know, look, you mentioned it. They got to prove to the NBA this is going to be a sustainable winning, win, winning team and they don't have the dysfunction that was mentioned uh, in the athletic, uh, you know, by, by someone within the, uh, the Zion camp. And I think that had something to do with what we're seeing right now. Look, the sign and trade, trades, draft is how you have to build the team in the small market when you can't attract major free agents. And I think that Griff's trying to do that. I agree 100%. Uh, there's no doubt he's got the right idea. Now can he execute it? That, that's what it comes down to. There's no question that last year's, debacle let's yes. call it what it is yeah, that's what it was set this, set this whole organization back and now they're having to overcome that from a perception standpoint in some ways actually in many ways this is very similar to what sean payton and mickey loomis had to fight when they came on board well, well sean payton came on board in that's a great point had to change the image and perception of new orleans as a you know has-been organization that to me is the greatest a piece of Sean Payton's legacy that he changed not only the culture but the perception of the Saints organization to where it became a destination uh, franchise and market for NFL free agents. That was not the case for years and decades in New Orleans. He did that. That's what J.B. Griffin's trying to do. The problem is he's on two different timelines right now. There's the Zion Williams and Young Core timeline, yes. and then his own existential timeline as the general manager trying to win and put a winning product on the court quickly in a small market that really you have to play the long game, which is the right thing to do, but will he survive the long game? That, that's really what I see. The, yeah, the dual and, and it was hastened by, again, the, the moves he made last year blowing up in his face with Adams yeah. and Bledsoe and now having to use, again, picks this year to move to get away from those bad contracts. And then, of course, having to be able to make a decision on Lonzo Ball, uh, not trading him at the trading deadline, but, again, not, again, feeling that. And, and, and I thought he made the right decision. Four years, $85 million, uh, that doesn't work for the New, or- for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, and and uh, thus far, again, uh, undoing the mistakes that happened last year, I think he's done a pretty good job of doing that thus far. Yeah, I, I like what he's done. I think there's still more work to be done, and he would probably Agreed. admit that. And he probably is working on that while we are talking right now, trying to complete that Memphis trade, maybe with bringing in a third team and, and handling the mid-level exemption. Now, what can he do? Can he execute it? Because so far, some of the things he's tried to do, he hasn't been able to pull off because of the mistakes of the past. And, and let's not discount uh, the damage of J.J. Reddick's uh, situation. Uh, oh, I don't. That also – that hurt. When you have a veteran player of the stature of J.J. Redick putting you on blast, uh, that hurts your perception in, in, in the small circles of the NBA. And, and of course, again, look, uh, Alvin Gentry talks, Stan Van Gundy talks, all that, again, gets around the NBA. And, and look, he's, he, had, he has an image problem right now that he's got to clean up. So, again, you know, you have to do what you have to do, as you mentioned. He's on a little bit of a hot seat here. He's got a lot of a lot of picks in the future. He may not see those picks if he can't turn it around. But I like Valanciunas. Uh, I, I like Graham uh, as as a, as again a guy that 
uh, I think is is the, the, pretty much the same player you're getting as Ball, uh, but you get him at half price. Sorinowski could be used in in the ultimately in the uh, in an expansion of the Memphis deal. And look, Garrett Temple is is kind of a poor man's Chris Paul when you talk about from a leadership standpoint. So they tried to fill that void there as well. And I like the draft. So look, as much as I gave David Griffin gr- uh, grief about again failing last year, you got to like what he's done and trying and trying to get rid of his mistakes and 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 trying to move forward here. Yeah, and let's 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 be honest. I mean, the organization has to start winning. I mean, there's just no other recourse. They have to turn this thing around, or else the, you know there's going to be other people that that lose their jobs besides David Griffin. They have invested a ton of resources here, and the organization's lack of success has hurt them in the pocketbook. I mean, they are trying to compete in a league that doesn't have the revenue sharing plan that the yes. NFL has. I mean, the NFL's Agreed. plan allows markets like New Orleans and Green Bay to compete with their big market brethren. That's not the case in the NBA. The, the, the L.A. Lakers, the, the, the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, they have such a distinct advantage in terms of, of non-shared revenue uh, in their local markets that it's almost impossible for organizations like the Pelicans to make it up. So they have to draft and develop and do some of the loopholes in, in the in the uh, league's business model to m- remain competitive. There's very little margin for error mm-hmm. there, and, and unfortunately, there's been too many errors in the past for the, for this market to overcome. We'll talk about the coaching staff another time because we're up against the clock. Critique the New Orleans Saints for me for thus far what you've seen. Well, actually, I've come away a little more encouraged than I thought I would. I mean, we're still very early uh, in the process. I think the depth of this team is not nearly as great as it's been in the past. So I think, talking about margin for error, this team does not have the margin for error that last year's or the year before has had. So I think they can be competitive. Uh, I think there's enough elite talent here for them to make uh, a run at, say, a wild card or a, a playoff, be a, make a playoff run. But that's if things go well and they stay healthy. Uh, if they lose, say, an elite player like um, Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, they've already lost Mike Thomas for a while, David Onyemata. Uh, the depth's just not there. The experience isn't there for them to overcome it. And we know those things are going to happen at some point. So uh, I'm a little optimistic, though, about some of the young players I've seen uh, develop here and, and kind of have kind of stepped into a higher profile role and have more confidence. Uh, you're just seeing every day in practice. They're kind of stepping up every day. Uh, but the quarterback position remains, I think, a concern. Neither quarterback, in my mind, has seized a lead in that competition. Neither one of them has lost it, but neither one of them has also taken a lead. So I think that's going to go down to the wire between those two. The uh, cornerback position opposite Lattimore, I know they're trying everybody they can to plug that hole. Will it eventually be a trade? They're going to try and make a trade. They've been trying to make a trade since the draft. Whether that manifests itself, I don't know, but I can tell you it is the number one concern of everyone in that organization and i'll be shocked if patrick robinson is the starting corner in the in the opener against green bay uh, if it comes to that this team is going to have to win a lot of shootouts i think yeah it's a small sample size but this draft looks like it's got some pretty good young players in it yeah what i think you're going to see in this draft is one similar uh, to what they had maybe 2018 they're going to have uh, contributing players guys that maybe play five to 10 years in this league, but I'm not sure they've got a superstar in this class. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have a, an Alvin Kamara. I'll be, I'll be surprised. I do think 
Peyton Turner has a chance to be a very good uh, defensive lineman. But, yes. you know, I don't see a huge difference maker, and I don't think they thought that was going to be the case. This was not a deep draft to begin with, overall talent. But there's a lot of good young players, and I like what I'm seeing from Paulson to Debo, Debo the other corner. Uh, I think that kid's got a chance to develop into a player. He certainly looks the part. Mm-hmm. Now it's early, and his head's swimming at times, but I can see why, why they invested a third-round pick in him. Jeff, congratulations on the new gig. Tell the folks once again where they can find you. Uh, also, again, uh, we'll, we'll let the folks know what's coming up. What's coming up on your first uh, couple articles over at uh, over at dot com? Uh, or do you have any book signings coming up? And of course, what's coming up at Fox Eight as well? Yeah, well, the the book obviously is still doing very well, Eric. We got the paperback of Peyton and Breeze coming out in October, so look for that on the local book sell- shelves and also on your you know online sites like Amazon dot com and uh, you can reach out to me if you're interested in getting a personalized copy at my Twitter account at Jeff Duncan underscore. And I will have a, a great read, I think, for Saints fans on Sunday, getting behind uh, what happened in that Mike Thomas scenario. I think think people are going to be surprised at how all that went down and, and what led to, to this unfortunate incident that really has hurt the Saints to start out the season. No doubt. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Congratulations once again. We'll be talking soon. Thanks a lot, Eric. Take care, buddy. Jeff Duncan, uh, again, of uh, the Times Picayune, NOLA.com, and Fox 8. Hey, don't forget about Burkhart. If your air conditioning goes down, I don't want you to sweat it. I don't want you to get upset. I want you to start kicking the dog. I want you to think Burkhart Air Conditioning Heating. What do you have to remember? ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. 15 trucks in the fuel, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. And, of course, their Nate certified technicians will be there uh, taking care of you quickly, getting you up and running, doing only the work that's necessary for a company you can trust with your AC system. It's Burkhart. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972, Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Craving Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest? Mambo's is open at 411 Bourbon Street. We are offering our full menu. Dine in one of our dining rooms in our courtyard on Bourbon Street's only rooftop balcony. Check out our menu at mambosnola.com. Mambo's is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by delivery from our delivery partners, Chow Now, Grubhub, or Uber Eats. We also deliver in the quarter. Order now at mambosnola.com. 
or give us a call at 504-407-3717. That's Mambo's, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. Daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. It's Macy's one day sale with great deals of the day to keep your summer look going strong. Like 40 to 60% off new outfits you'll want to wear on repeat. And 30 to 60% off the perfect shoes and sandals to match. Then add fine jewelry for the finishing touch. Now 70% off. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards faster during Star Money bonus days. Starting tomorrow at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. All right, folks, I want to thank our guest, uh, Mike Trippett of ESPN, also uh, uh, Jeff Duncan, as well as uh, uh, Glenn Gobo, and also Ali Cassell for joining us on the program. Rudy back in studio. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Don't forget, uh, Jude Young joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Starts at 6 o'clock right after this program ends. I also uh, want to thank our great sponsors. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow the sponsor sponsor our program. Click on the icon. It'll take you right to those sponsors, of course. Uh, and, of course, our title sponsor today, uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Get out there and get you some. That Oceana Grill food. Yeah, you're right. All right, uh, coming up next, it's the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Pastor Michael Green and Ken Trahan right here on 106.1 FM. Appreciate you guys tuning into the program. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for the William Grant family to still this Friday extravaganza. I'm Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catcher to the governor, they all got to go.